Yo, pardon my energy, especially for this being the first episode. I appreciate y'all tuning in, but I just recorded the whole joint and somehow deleted it or lost it. So I had to do all this all over again with the same energy. <laughs> Try to have the same energy as I had last time. So pardon me. Okay. But anyway, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Like I said, my name is Blackamore. I'm a fitness and nutrition consultant. I'm also the author of the book, Everything You Need to Know About Stocks for Now. And right now, you are listening to Cultural Let me let this breathe for a minute. LSU, Iowa, college women's basketball, LSU champions. Shout out to them. Shout out to Angela Reese. Okay? Um, y'all know where we going with this. Y'all know exactly where we going with this. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I want to call out, uh, damn, what's his name? White dude, man. Let me go on Twitter so I can find his name. I just want to call him out specifically because he he was the most wordy and one of the first to say some crazy shit. But let me tell y'all what's going on while I look for this dude name on Twitter. Caitlin Clark, Angela Reese. Caitlin Clark, from what I see, she's nice. You know, I don't, I don't follow women's basketball. I don't follow college basketball men or women like that. So this is my first time even hearing of her. Um, but I, I did a little bit of homework just to kind of see, you know, who, who these who the characters were involved. Apparently, she's nice. And, you know, she could talk shit sometimes when she's winning. She'll do a little taunting here and there. And she just did, like, some taunting, you know, uh, the day before, the game before, rather. The, the little Tony Yayo waving the hand in front of the face joint, right? She did that as she, as she won. Or I don't know, it's like right after she won. Maybe she after she scored, but she won the game. So now, here we are in the championship game. Okay. And she loses to LSU. Angela Reese does the Tony Yayo to Caitlin Clark, you know, in the form of a taunt. Like, yo, you couldn't fuck with us. We won. Ha ha type shit, you know. I ain't mad at either one of them. I ain't mad at Caitlin Clark for doing it all the time. I actually like that shit. I like when people put that work in and they talk shit and back it up and they know you could do about it. Unfortunately, Caitlin Clark couldn't back it up when it mattered the absolute most. Tough break. It happens. Shout out to Angela. Shout out to LSU. Um, and then we get responses like this. By the way, real quick, because I important detail. Caitlin Clark is a white woman. Angela Reese is a black woman. Okay, Caitlin Clark is the one who I said do all the taunting in all of her games, but she lost a championship game to LSU and Angela Reese, Angela Reese, or is it Angel Reese? Have I been doing her name wrong this whole time? I hope not. My apologies. We're gonna call her Miss Reese for now until I figure that out. So Miss Reese uh, does her talk to her after she wins the game. 
Now, when Kayla Clark did it, it was all cool when she did it, but it was a problem when Ms. Reese did it. Once again, important detail, one more reminder, Kayla Clark's a white woman and Ms. Reese is a black woman. Let me make sure I know her name. I don't want to call her Miss Reese all episode. That's kind of crazy. Is it Angel Reese or Angela Reese? Yeah, I was... Oh, hold on. Angel Reese. Okay, it's Angel Reese. My bad. So, yeah, when Caitlin Clark did it, it was all good. When Angel Reese did it, to Caitlin Clark, learned it from Caitlin Clark, in response to Caitlin Clark, it was a problem when she did it. And then you got people like Keith Oberman, who... Posts the video of her, you know, pointing at a ring, finger like she got the ring, and then taunting Caitlin Clark, and says something like, what a fucking idiot. That's what he says in response to, to her. And then, you know, people are telling him, and he responds with, doesn't matter the gender, the sport, the background, you're seconds away from a championship, and you do something like this and overshadow all the good, mindless, classless, what kind of coach does this team have? Boy, shut your ass up. <laughs> what are you, dog? <clears throat> and you know, I don't even want to bring, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, gender is a part of this, too. Because we talk shit all the time. But the little Tony, yeah, yo, shit, yo, niggas do crazy shit in the NBA. That's not even crazy. Niggas do taunt type shit in the NBA all the time. Like Pat Beverly always do like the little, too little. Or everybody. I don't even know. Who, I think that's Pat Beverly does that. Yeah, do the too little thing all the time. I mean, the people we do, that's, that's light, you know. So that's even interesting how, you know, women got to, you know, women, you can't be doing things like that now, you know. You got to keep it classy and ladylike. Y'all know better than that, right? And then on top of that, you got a nerd to be black and you doing some shit like that? Come on now. Y'all stay in your place. Stay in your place, Negro woman. That's what y'all want, right? Doesn't matter the gender. You're right. You ain't said nothing about no NBA players. The sport... This happens in every sport. The background, which is cold for race. And you ain't say nothing about Caitlin Clark just last game. Matter of fact, you ain't say nothing about Caitlin Clark in that game. Because if there was anything, that, and I'm not calling this classless, but if, there, if we had to rank, like, what was the most classless thing of the game? It would be Caitlin Clark throwing the ball in the stands. That's why she got the tech called on her. You're seconds away from a championship, and this is overshadowed. You ain't overshadowed shit. She's the champ, nigga. That's it. She's the champ. It's only a thing because y'all want to y'all wanna make it a thing. And since y'all making it a thing, we're going to hold up. We're going to show you the obvious. Like, you sound, y'all sound crazy. And, and Keith Oberman and everybody who agrees with him, y'all sound crazy. Like, y'all ain't even trying to, you know, <laughs> some races are like, you know, they slick, they slick and sophisticated with it. You know, they could make it sound like they almost make sense with their racism. You don't even, you ain't even beginning to make, just own it. Just say you fucked up. Just say you fucked up. 
Or like how, you know, we was started saying a few years ago, your racism is showing. Tighten up. <laughs> they back out here, y'all. They took a summer off when George Floyd got, you know, when, when what happened to George Floyd happened to him. They took the summer off. And y'all thought we was cool by y'all. And, you know, ah, oh, man. Black people was acting all pro-black. And, and, you know, certain things was cool again. And y'all wanted to act like y'all had some sense for once. Some of y'all. Then some of y'all was actually believing all of the... Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of a term, but... All the anti-racist gestures white people call themselves trying to make that was actually probably coming off more racist if they'd just been better off acting normal. Some of y'all is believing them. But we were a little more in solidarity during those times. And you got soft because, you know, it was more white people holding the door open for you than normal. You know, they put some Black Lives Matter signs out there in the yard and y'all... Thought it was all good and Gucci. You know, a couple of, couple of generational Z kids started cussing out their grandmas and posting it on TikTok. Y'all thought it, racism was over. Some of y'all Negroes thought racism was over after that George Floyd shit. After, you know, after they, they, they kept it up for some months. Y'all thought it was over. Y'all started slipping again. Y'all started slacking again. Started doing the same dumb shit you've been doing. Y'all wanted to do all the boycotts and organize and do all these crazy things during that time. You kept it up for a couple months. Then you start slipping. Y'all say, oh, well, you know, they cussing their grandmas on TikTok out now, so it's all good. Racism's over. Just like we thought racism was over after civil rights. And all the, I mean, come on, man. What do we do? Come on. Come on. Classic question. Why does it have to be about race? Y'all made it about. And then let's go back to the origin of the conversation. This was about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark does something. There's no problem. She's labeled competitive and things of that nature. Angel Reese, excuse me, Angel Reese does the exact same thing to Caitlin Clark and responds to Caitlin Clark after she wins. Classless. The only difference we see is race. <laughs> They're both women. They both have won the game at that point in time. The difference is we see is race. Or maybe I just got something against LSU. There's a lot of black people out anyway. So either way, you break it down, it's still going to be about race. But shout out to both of them, though. You know, um, from what I see, Caitlin Clark looks like she's nice, looks like she gets busy. So, should be all right. Um, definitely shout out to Angel Reese. Shout out to LSU. And shout out to Keith Overman, fuckhead ass. Doesn't matter. Y'all, y'all, I mean, this is wild. This is wild. But I, I, I wanna also want to use this moment to highlight something else. I want, I want to get on us for a minute. I got a problem with us. I got an issue with us. Because, you know, I just, I've been on Twitter and I'm on social media. I need to get off social media. This shit is toxic. 
But um, pretty much every exchange I've seen where somebody is criticizing Angel Reese, and I'm seeing black people criticize her too, disappointingly, but not surprisingly. Every exchange I see, they'll say something. They'll say they'll they'll criticize Angel Reese. Then somebody will respond and be like, "Yo, Kaylin uh, Clark just did this last game," and then they'll get quiet. There's no response, right? There's no response to that. Let me see. Let me think of them. Or even like if we go back to like Harvey Weinstein and R. Kelly. R. Kelly got more social media coverage. I'm not even talking about like mainstream media coverage. I'm just talking about how people was talking on social media. White people wasn't really that loud in the crucifixion or lack thereof of Harvey Weinstein. Right? Wasn't really that loud. And there's countless other examples. Of white people fucking up. Or and or anybody who's not black fucking up. And just notice how their corresponding race responds or doesn't. But when we fuck up, when we fuck up, now this now this Angel Reese situation, since it's not really a fuck up, I mean of course yes, some of us criticizing her, but you know, we, we know where they stand, so this isn't the best example to segue in it is, but I, I'm going to still use it as an opportunity. Um, a better example would be John Morant. That's pretty recent. When he fuck up, we get loud. We get loud about it. We want to hold him accountable. We, we, we got to hold him accountable. We can't let him get away with doing fucked up shit just because they black. We can't be racist like them. Yo, come on, man. Come on. Do y'all not see how that's crazy? Y'all don't even see, y'all don't even see an issue with, with what I just explained. Y'all don't even see an issue with it. Y'all don't see the problem with when other people fuck up how their corresponding race typically isn't that loud about it as far as chastising them and things like that. And whatever due process happens behind the scenes, it just happens. If it doesn't happen, then there's that. But with us, we get loud and we want to, quote unquote, hold them accountable. That's what we say. We say we want to hold them accountable. And we can't just let them get away with it just because they're black. It's not okay just because they're black. And y'all don't see no issue with that. How come when we fuck up, we just can't shut the fuck up too? And let whatever due processes, uh, whatever necessary due process behind the scenes happen, happen. And just let that be that. When John Moran did that silly shit he did. <laughs> boy, we was talking shit loud. And was the first ones to bring up his paycheck and his business and presenting the idea of him losing money, of him fucking up the bag. We was the first ones to present the idea of him fumbling a Nike deal or perhaps an NBA extension contract. Well, I don't know what this contract year is. We present these ideas. And we do this in the media too. 
Stephen A. Smith is notorious for this. He can't wait to bring up a nigga contract. It's the first plane we go. Soon as we fuck up, we got to hold them accountable and bring up what they make. Implying that maybe they shouldn't make that much. And we do it in the name of, oh, we, we, we doing this so we don't, because we don't want you, we don't, we don't want nothing bad, we don't want nothing to happen to you. As y'all, as y'all are causing it by being all loud about this, just shut up. It's unnecessary. It's not your job to uh, hold these people accountable publicly. It's not your job. Why, and why, why, do you, why do you want that to be your job? Why do you take so much pride in that? Why is it so important to you for you to let the world know how you disapprove of some black person's actions that was, wasn't the brightest or was fucked up or whatever the case? I mean, even when they do genuine fucked up shit, like R. Kelly really did some fuck shit. His shit was so crazy. Um, I mean, that it's all we could almost uh, have an exception to to it. We could almost make an exception for him because fucking for that shit that he was doing. But it's countless other examples, like the John Moran shit. Like that shit wasn't that deep. When you think about it, how deep was that really? This nigga, he flashed a girl on Instagram Live. What is that? I mean, besides stupid, what is that? Somebody get hurt? Somebody kids in danger? What was that? Oh, this nigga John Morant trying to blah, blah, blah. I hope he, uh, he gonna fuck up the bag. He gonna do this. They gonna take this away. Oh, Master gonna get you. Master gonna get you. Master, you gonna get him? That's what y'all sound like to me. <laughs> Just shut up. Ain't your business. Now, if you happen to be somebody who has the opportunity to, to you know, be around them behind the scenes and you have some type of influence, like whoever's around y'all, that's their job to... Do that to hold him accountable behind the scenes. Ain't y'all business. I need your mans like that. And it's one thing to have these conversations, you know, amongst one another, like when we do amongst our friends and shit like that. But when the shit go to social media, maybe, maybe we don't understand the power we have with social media. Maybe that's what it is. I'm kind of having this epiphany in real time. I don't think we understand how... I mean, because I don't know, we seen it's significant. None of us, you know, if we ain't famous, right? We just figure it's no different than talking to somebody when we chilling. But when you post something publicly, it has the ability to get shared and go viral, and these ideas can go viral. And then many of us are just feeding in. Many of us, I mean, we're just going with the idea that's presented to us anyway, because a lot of us aren't original. We don't think our own thoughts. You're taught what to think. That's why a lot of times you get into debates, it's the same. It's like a robot response that everybody says who believed this certain thing. It's like I was trained on how to have the position that you have, but you ain't thinking of this thought yourself. But maybe we don't understand the power we have when we publish our thoughts publicly. Understand that you have a lot of power when you publish your thoughts publicly. Especially when it's a trending topic. And a lot of people feel the way they feel about it. Like, yo, just there's other things to talk about there's other perspectives you can have on the matter. It's not your job to let the world know how much you disapprove of this mistake that this black person made and to remind everybody of the money that they make to imply that maybe they shouldn't make that much money. Sound like some hater shit to me. 
Is you jealous? <laughs> is you jealous? I don't know. I thought I would feel a little better once I got that off my chest, but I don't. I don't. But like I said, I do appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, so this was the first episode. We'll call this 1A, right? And I dropped two episodes, so it's another episode. Right after this, it should already be available. Um, this is for those of you, because, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I'm a fitness and nutrition consultant. Um, you know, somebody who had high blood pressure, I was overweight and all of that. And then I fixed my situation with no medicine. I lost almost 90 pounds. So I have a, in the other episode, I talk more about that. I talk more about uh, health, right? The subject of why do bad foods taste good and good foods taste bad. So. I highly recommend y'all check that out. I think that's something that we all need to tune into. All of us need to tune into um, because that's another trick, right? The food, how we're getting poisoned with this food is another trick. And we have to be more conscious in this area. We have to be more conscious of what we're feeding ourselves and how we go about that because our health is important. You know, we could get in an uproar about a whole bunch of different things in life, but our health is something that we have control over. We, we, uh, we, we, we march and yell and complain about things that we don't have the power to change or are unwilling to do what it takes to have the power to change, rather. And then there's things that we do have the power to change. And it's like we just turn a blind eye to it. So y'all tune into that. And I'll see y'all when y'all get there. Peace.